what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the 112th edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice, and we yes, we are back again talking about your Toronto Blue Jays, who um, just can't seem to get out of their own way and uh, get this this 20 and 8 month uh, off to a good start. Uh, there now it's uh, it's just got to be a 19 and 6 month or so. I think that sounds, that's fair. 19 and 6, 20 and 8. It's all the same. Uh, uh, joining me to talk about this inevitability, which is a hot month as the Blue Jays get it all back together. Uh, joining me, uh, as, as always. Old Reliable. Old Reliable, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I'm doing all right. I'm better than 9 and 19. So, all right, but what, aren't most you, of us? You're better than 9 and 19? Yeah, yeah. If In order to be... Uh, worse than nine and nineteen, you would have to be uh, a poor person in America. And that, those are the only people who would be worse off than uh, nine and nineteen. Topical, right uh, off the hop. Considering the way that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, did you? We we spent too much time talking about American politics uh, in in Canada. Someone referred to Justin Trudeau as as a Stephen Harper with a smile, which I found quite humorous um, and probably apt. Um, but also not what we are here to discuss. We're here to discuss even more depressing things in the state of politics. We're here to discuss uh, your Toronto Blue Jays. And uh, this episode of Birds All Day, I, I, I am, of course, encouraged and excited to announce, is brought to you by the McClellan and Stewart and their newest book on the joy and beauty of baseball, Baseball Life Advice, by your friend and mine, Stacey May Fowles. Uh, from bat flips to bandwagoners and from the politics of booing to finding solace in the ball, ballpark, Stacey May gives a refreshingly candid and unabashedly enthusiastic perspective on all things baseball. Of course, you can read Stacey May in on Jay's Nation, just like where you can find Stoughton. Uh, and you can subscribe to her delightful newsletter, Baseball Life Advice, which she doles out on a weekly basis. Uh, and she's all over. Russell reviews books for the Globe Mail uh, and does all kinds of cool stuff. So congratulations, Stacey. And if you haven't already, you might want to head over and, uh, and pick that book up from your local bookseller or... Online as well. So yeah, that's who sponsored this week's edition of Birds All Day. The Clown and Stewart and the new offering, Baseball Life Advice. Uh, I have some Baseball Life Advice for the Blue Jays. Stop sucking, quite frankly. That's good my, advice. That's my sage advice. Yeah, good advice. Like that. You know, it's not my first time. I've been around the game. You know, I've been around the game. Uh, I don't know. that. Anytime the Blue Jays lose to the Yankees, it's bad. And it feels bad and I don't like it. Uh, they should not have lost at least one of those the two games that they lost in New York. Yeah, uh, I mean, call me crazy, but I just feel like losing losing is worse than than winning, and it is bad for the season when that happens. So maybe don't uh, don't do it anymore. There was there was a nice moment I mean, there, right? Like there was the there was that that feeling when they. You know they win. They won a couple. They, what they win three in a row before they went and shit the bed again, uh, where it kind of they felt won three good. Three in a row. So they yeah what yeah they won three in a row. Now they've lost two since. They were way up in that. They were up at one point. They were up four nothing. It was the other night. Yeah, they were up four nothing, and then they were also up six three, and they managed to lose eight six in uh, not a delightful way. Oh, that was that bullshit inning. Oh my God, that was like the Blue Jay season in a nutshell. I think that inning um, 
with uh, who was on the mound. Uh, it was uh, like a bit of Biagini and uh, and Tapera, I believe. Where it was like the most bullshit rally of all time. Yeah, I, th- I do. Like a bleeder and a broken bat. <laughs> I do know the inning that you mean. I was racking my brain and, and was hoping, oh God, I hope it's not one of the innings where I had I just fucking turned my TV off in disgust. Because that definitely happened at some point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think it was Biagini. There was definitely, you know, the broke, I forget who broke his bat. Uh, you know, Biagini came in on his hands and, and, and like you shattered a little. Chris Carter. Yeah, Chris. that's exactly right. And you know, yeah. shatters like a splinter off the, off, you know, off the bat right up by the hands, and it still somehow finds a finds a hole. It was ridiculous. And then there was the ball, that, the ball that was hit right back to Biagini, yeah. and he just sort of clanked it. And I mean, it's not those comebackers are not. I don't think really any of them are easy plays, but that was one where they could have been out of the inning, and instead it was the opposite. And and I think that that's my bigger point. I think was was watching that inning and now reflecting on that <laughs> inning, which was yeah. uh, very bad. Is I think that's kind of where the Blue Jays are right now, and and while they're treading water, and it's nice, um, you know, Steve Pierce has sort of uh, had a nice couple games there and came back to life and look something like a big league ball player, not let alone the guy that the Jays you know singled out and, and signed in the off season. Um, Jose Bautista looks much 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 better. He looks like himself. He looks good. Uh, but the problem with the Blue Jays right now is with injuries and with the injuries comp- compounded a, a by who they're to and b um, by the all the pre-existing conditions as they were uh, of the Blue Jays offense. So it just feels like right now there are too many players who just aren't good enough. That's probably uh, a thing. But there's yeah. not really anyone to blame. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think that's like, that's bang on. Yeah. God love Ryan Goins and, you know, like and contributing. Yeah, and Ryan, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, like the, there was the one day, uh, the the game that they won. Was it the game that they won? Yeah, when Goins um, hit he hit the ball super really hard three times. He hit a home run and he hit that that two RBI sack fly. Yeah. And he hit another like line drive to the left fielder, but he only had one hit to show for it, and that's sort of. You know, kind of, again, that's symptomatic of the Blue Jays right now. Like, oh, well, he kind of came up empty. But, and you know, he, he Brian, Ryan Gold has, has got a couple of extra base hits that I don't think anyone expected. But then you look at his numbers on the whole, and they're generally bad. Well, he's Ryan Gold. Like he's still not getting on base. Yeah. He's Ryan Gold. Dar- Darwin Barney, which, again, I got, a lot, I got a lot of time for Darwin Barney. I feel like he's a nice player to have around. And he, he yeah, I, I think he's the kind of guy who you would damn with the faint praise of, like, professional at-bats. And he doesn't look... He doesn't look overmatched, but at the same time, he's not really capable of too much. We were, I was looking at the StatCast leaderboard, and Darwin Barney, uh, bless his heart, has zero barreled balls in play. He's, he hasn't hit a ball uh, hard at uh, the desired uh, launch angle. He just hasn't. It's just not really his game, and, and there's only so much you can do. If you don't hit the ball hard and you don't hit the ball on the line, uh, not a lot of good things happen. And when you have guys like that up and down your lineup, and you've got a couple, a couple guys, you know, like Devin Travis or like uh, Francisco, or, or sorry, uh, I can do that for three years, by the way. Francisco Morales is not his name, it's Kendris Morales. Uh, guys who are just sort of underperforming and not quite themselves, it's all it takes. And suddenly the team, you know, they are relying exclusively on Jose Bautista for offense or 
one day it's Steve Pierce or one day it's Justin Smoke. It's just like, but that's not like only one of those guys is any good. And the result of all that is when you have injuries to the best, second or third best player in the American League and a very highly paid shortstop, you end up with bad players playing too much and a team that wins one out of every three games. And that's not a playoff team. That's not really a recipe for success and that's not really a recipe for going uh, 20 and 8 in a month. Especially when you start dropping your starting pitchers like flies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's now, true. Now, the reports are that Strowman is fine. Reports are in, are in that those are the words that he used, right? Um, he said he just couldn't get loose or whatever, but it's and again it comes back to the same thing where the bullpen the bullpen is not super it's not like the the modern bullpen that we've discussed before where there's not a bunch of enormous goons who throw 100 miles an hour but the bullpen if the bullpen was asked to do normal sized bullpen things it would be fine but when they're at, when they are have to get out six innings of outs one night and then they've getting eight innings of outs the other night when when Sanchez left and it's just like you start to expose any of the weaknesses which it that exist, and the weaknesses that exist are already, you know, significant. You can't paper over them when they're you're asking these guys to get fifteen outs a night. Huh? Are you? And are then you, again, are you, what are you, you end up with here? is a team that's nine and nineteen. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, I'm like, are you through here? I mean, just you're laying it all out. It's too much. It's ridiculous. You're absolutely right, though. And it's, you know, an inning like Which that, the isn't... one that we, we saw with Biagini was, uh, it, it, if the Jays were 9-19, and 19, or excuse me, if they were 19-9, and nine, you'd just be like, hey, innings like that happen. But you just, they can't afford anything like that anymore because it's, you know, the margin for error is so thin. And like you say, they're, they're running these guys out there and it's tough. It's tough to watch. It's tough to watch it go sideways when it seems so close to not going sideways. And for, there's every reason to believe that it will the ship is will could easily be righted when Josh Donaldson comes back and when Troy Tulowitzki comes back and now you're able to have one of Ryan Goins and Darwin Barney, Barney and even potentially Ryan you know Devin Travis if he continues to scuffle or if he's not swinging the bat the way that people like you can maybe sit him down a little bit when there are you know. Those other guys who aren't being pressed into playing every day, or again, Chris Coughlin, like yeah, it's nice that he could play some third base and he could play some outfield, but you know he's not a starting player on a playoff team. And as every minute that a guy like like Josh Johnson isn't in the lineup, you are relying on what is essentially a replacement level player. Um, but it, sure, when they get everybody back and they get everybody healthy, then they can then they can go and and run through the American League, then they can be the team they were last year. But the team that, that they were last year used six starters and and got you know only one disabled stint from Troy Tulowitzki and zero from from Donaldson. So uh, it's uh, and, and and also had Edwin Encarnacion, uh, who <laughs> that helped not a little bit. Doing yeah. great things now, but but that's again that's a guy you can rely on when when whoever else is not producing. So. It's a little bit, uh, a little bit scary right now. It's a little bit, it's a daunting. And even though, again, they come back and they they put three wins together because one of them was a game that started by Marco Estrada, which is essentially guaranteed win night. Uh, but then you, then again, you suddenly you're you're relying on Sanchez, and then he goes back back to the DL, and, 
and I guess his fingernail is in pieces. Got, I don't know. It's just for, it's tough. It's, again, it's not. It's not the season is over. Hmm? I was just gonna say for what? for a minute there. For a minute there, it seemed like uh, Matt Latos was their third starter when Strowman went out, and we started to hear these reports about you know his shoulder being having trouble or the pain underneath his armpit, which he says is fine, as you mentioned. Uh, you know mm-hmm. what a what a world what a world to live in. Matt Latos, Blue Jays' number three starter. Very briefly, thank well, every And hopefully, very briefly. Hopefully, Strowman is fine. and We don't have to face that world. Every turn of the rotation that you go to when it has Casey Lawrence and Matt Latos is one where you're not... You're unlikely to be picking up ground in the division. Mm-hmm. Right? Where after Latos' last start, where... Which, again, well, yeah, Latos is another example where he went um, four innings. And he was lucky, so lucky, to get out of the first inning. In that start. And then he was lucky to get out of the second inning. Where I tweeted something about he Like, he's not going to get six outs. And it really looked like he was not going to get that six outs. That is because time. he's bad. Because he's, you know, a He's bad very player. bad. And then, yeah. so then the next day they were like, oh, his locker was cleaned out. And it was all packed up. And John Gibbons said something to the effect of, like, he had to go home. But there hadn't been any transaction around him. So God knows. I mean, hopefully everything's fine with Matt Latos personally. But that's the kind of thing where if 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 they weren't in the situation they are now, that would have been his last start as a Blue Jay. But now it's like they probably need him. They can't send him packing. Can they? I don't think so. No, I don't think they, they probably can send him could. Packing. <laughs> well, the difference no. between him and bringing Casey Lawrence back up or bringing whoever the hell else, uh, Mike Bolsinger or whoever the hell's pitching for Buffalo right now, T.J. House is he doing well down there? Uh, you know, having the difference is slim. I think. Uh, I don't think you know. There's too many concerns. Like, oh, we could lose Latos from the organization. We better not uh, DFA him, or he'll or someone else will pick him up. Like, I think. I don't think you give a shit about that at this point. I mean, he is he's bad. He's he is not good. Uh, but that's the but the other thing is that is that the other guys are interchangeable with this pitcher who is bad and not good. And so yeah, it's uh, they need their five starters healthy. Is basically it. They always, you know, they they needed that from the start. This is, this is why people lost their minds when there was that uh, Fangraphs piece about uh, ranking the Jays pitching the starting pitching uh, element of the Blue Jays ro- uh, roster as like the 16th best in baseball. And people were like, "This is crazy!" And you know, Mike Wilner's been telling us all all winter that this is the best pitching staff in the in the American League and all, all that. And it's like, yeah, no, that's because it includes depth in their calculation, and the Jays have absolutely none of it. Uh, and unfortunately, it has been tested very early. Where is, where is that damn high-performance department? That's what I want to know. I blame this all on them. I love when people do that, by the way. <laughs> um, there's, there's nothing I love more than like a desperate plea... Or, or like a, just a, a, oh, there was the guy, <laughs> some, you know, people, like you see Arden sometimes share, Arden Zwelling will share people who have follow Sportsnet and will be like, ah, these guys got a hangnail, they got to yeah. <laughs> leave the game or they got a blister, they got to come work out on the farm and get right. Uh, I love those kind of guys. But the other one is like, oh, the, the problems with the problems with the training staff, they should fire them all. They should all be fired, all the trainers, because, um. You know, a baseball player was injured, and that is, uh, you know, something that that the doesn't magic happen of, of, yeah. of training 
No, that doesn't, it doesn't happen without like bad training. Yeah. Aren't hurt. You've never had a you've never had an injury. Yeah. Where there's an injury, there is a bad trainer around. Um, I'm also on the Bill, Buffalo Bison's Fangraphs page right now. Uh huh. Doing two things, uh, marveling at TJ House's uh, very high strikeout rate. He's striking up thirty percent of batters as a starter in the AAA. Uh, he's up. currently sporting a sparkling one sixty four ERA. Um, but the other thing I'm looking at is uh, it's a bit of a callback. Whoop. <laughs> a bit of a callback to the old days of uh, Birds All Day, and uh, it's your boy and mine, Murphy Smith. Whew. All right, Murph. He's killing it. He's killing it in AAA. Uh, this is his year. And this is his time. At which at which position does Mur- is Murphy Smith killing it? He's a right-handed reliever, left-handed reliever. He is a right-handed reliever. Yeah, okay. You can't you can't get enough of those guys. Uh, we were right. Oh, that's why they in, picked up Neil in, Ramirez. Yeah. Yeah, because that's how good Murphy Smith it, Murphy Smith <laughs> Smith is that they had to give they, they but they seem like to I don't know there must be something that he's not. He's not done that the Jays have asked would have asked him to do. He had, he pitched to it. He's is this old. Murphy Smith. You're talking about Murphy Smith here. You're still Murphy pining Smith, for yeah. him. Yeah. What's what's a guy got to do to get a shot <laughs> at, the, at the next level? You know he he goes out there, takes the ball forty times in Double A, pitches to a 150 ERA. Nice strikeout, not bad walks, keeping the home runs down. He goes to Triple A's doing the same thing. Give the man a break. He's going to be thirty. Um, in August, let, let him pitch in the big leagues. You know, let let him earn a check. Well, if I don't this think year, there's anything wrong with that. If this year keeps going the way that it's going, I'm sure we will see Murphy Smith at some point. When the Jays um um let Jason Grilly bring his magic to his next team after uh, you know his magic pixie dust wears off with one team and then he goes to another and suddenly is unhittable for. Four months? Yeah, like that. Yeah. That could probably happen. <laughs> he, he's been very ungood of late. It's been scary. I think it was scary in September. It was scary in October. It was scary in spring training, I think. And yeah, it's uh, it's not good. It's It's not fun to watch. You know, he eventually gets it done many times, but many times not. And he's just sort of... Pumping fastballs and not beating guys, and guys are laying off. I mean, if you look at the underlying stuff, I think I did a piece on that this week. Ben Nicholson Smith tweeted that I think uh, he's thrown seventy three sliders, and five have got swing and miss. Like it's, uh, hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's how you want that to work, right? It's uh, it's not good. It's not good. Guys aren't laying off, uh, and so they're just waiting for him to you know pump a meatball down the dick, and uh, we see what happens. He is a flyball pitcher who, over the past calendar year, has allowed home runs on 20% of his fly balls. Well, that's due to the um, Which is probably why he's running an ERA around five uh, over the last calendar year. I mean, it's just... It's not pretty. Hey, but Neil Ramirez not. Is, is like the same guy, only worse. <laughs> that's true. Uh, he, I, I, I was talking about... He, for for you to be too bad for the Giants bullpen, <laughs> uh, you are probably pretty bad. You need to you need to 
reevaluate a little bit. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. But so last week we did the same thing where we kind of were doom and gloom and moping around for a while. Then we were like, okay, let's find the positive, and we said, let's you know, when May comes, maybe things will get better. Um, is there are there positives to take from from the last week? Like what what kind of positivity can we can we extract from what we've seen since last we spoke, you and I? <laughs> well. Uh, like you said, Bautista is looking more like himself. That's good. That's going to really uh-huh. increase his trade market come July. That's going to be nice. Estrada, <laughs> <laughs> um, same thing. Marco Estrada is a beautiful man. It's, uh, it's an mm-hmm, it's a mm-hmm. incredible thing to watch. Uh, uh, you know, at Russell least Martin we know, looks at least pretty good again. Yeah, Russell Martin looks good. Uh, on Estrada, you know, there's one day of every five that is going to be worth watching just to watch him pitch, uh, which is an insane... You He's know, like... You, uh... If you told us that in 2013, you'd have called us completely insane. Also, if you'd have told us, you know, Donald Trump and the, is the president and the children of the corn are running things and... <laughs> it, 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 you know, <laughs> I mean, things are different now. This is, this is, we, it is the darkest timeline, but... <laughs> But yeah, the Estrada, the Estrada gr- it's a wonderful thing. Polo Eric. Uh, Marco Estrada, the uh, Roy Halladay's non-union Mexican equivalent, <laughs> uh, is apparently what we're left to root for here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, is, is Dalton Pompey, is he, oh, he's God. doing, he's like throwing <laughs> and stuff, but he's not playing yet. I, I mean, I I'm hope just, you're I'm not bringing that up. Uh, page. Are you bringing that up as like... This is something to be excited for. I mean, God love Dalton Pompey. I hope he gets healthy and he plays well and has a great career and helps mm-hmm. the Jays this year and all that. But Jesus Christ, really? That's where we're at. We're like, let's see where Pompey. I do. I, no, it's not where we're at. I, I'm, I'm on the the team's baseball reference page now, and there's like uh, the injuries, and it's got Donaldson, Hap, Pompey, uh, Aaron Sanchez, everyone. And uh, and his name jumped out at me because again I'm just groping. What is the What is the name of this yeah, website? Um, this sounds like a fabulous website. What it's got all got them all. Wow, it's got them all. <laughs> uh, uh, Kendrick Morales has been pretty bad. Kendrick Morales and Jose Bautista have been like equally poor. I guess I didn't realize that Morales has been that bad because he's got a couple extra home runs. But um, I was uh, I was doing pretty walk. hard in the tank for for Morales for a long time, so I haven't been bringing it up. But yeah, he. Uh... Uh, basically, as Bautista's been getting good, Morales has become useless is not maybe the right word, but it's still the word I'm going to use here. He's not looked great the last couple of weeks or the last week and a half or whatever it is. He'll be fine. We're still we're still so early in the year that those two good games of Steve Pierce like raised his OPS plus or his like overall numbers by hundreds and hundreds of points. <laughs> <laughs> Such as like, ah! doesn't look so bad he looks better than his overall numbers are better than both Bautista and Morales uh, I don't know it's 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 just tough like they if the season was the, 300 the, games the return, long they you know they'd be it'd, it'd mm-hmm. be nice and early and, and this wouldn't be too big a deal uh, mm-hmm. but the season is well what's what's the thing that we always used to say uh, you don't believe anything that you see in in April or September I feel like okay hey now here we are in May and and some of that's held true. The stuff about, you know, Osuna didn't get it, really get a uh, spring training, and now he's he sort of pitched through some of those struggles, and he looks like himself again, and he looks good. And um, you know, the 
guys like Pierce are, are, are coming around and, and whoever else. Uh, but again, they just have, with, with the injuries, there just are too many players who aren't good enough who are being asked to carry a significant load. And it's treading, like they, the, the time for treading water is over. Like you said, if the season was 300 games long, you'd be fine. It's not. Uh, there, are, It needs to happen, and it needs to happen sooner rather than later. Because the next thing you know, well, it's June. And okay, well, there's still 10 games under 500. They're still in last place. They're still getting outscored by a bunch. It's It's got to happen at some point, And the sooner is better than later. There, I mean, there have definitely been years where I think 2013 was one where we were you know, gloomy as fuck. And then they pulled off a 10-game winning streak. But, like, that's that's the kind of thing we're sort of hoping on at this point. Because to slowly and steadily climb back to, you know, not just 500, but into, like, legitimate contention sort of talk, it's going to take a really long time. Like, they need to they need to kickstart that in a way with, like, some actual fucking streaks. Uh, because, yeah, it's... Uh, they have to play better than they are to get to what they, where they need to be to make the playoffs, basically, at this point. I mean, they have dug themselves a, a, a hell of a hole. It's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. And unfortunately, we're at the at that kind of point where yeah. if, it's, if it's not the playoffs, then it's a failure of a season. Like, that's... with When you have a team that averages more than 30 years old like that kind of is that's what you're playing for if you have a third the team that averages 30 years old you're not playing for for the future hey they could they could play well enough that like maybe it convinces somebody that 2018 doesn't need to be punted on entirely i'm okay with that you so put in a good put in a good five months here see how that ends up and and, you know, maybe you'll think twice before deciding that we really need to blow it up and go young. Uh, trade Donaldson, trade Martin, trade du- Tulowitzki, all that shit. Uh, maybe, Is this what you maybe, wrote about you today? Can still, you could, you, I, I kind of, I don't know what the fuck I wrote about. I, I, I was responding to a piece that uh, BP Toronto did that was that was pretty interesting, but it was basically uh, just looking at the economics of, uh, of where they're at and where the, you know, the, the attendance and the... the the gate receipts and the TV revenue, where it had sort of taken them and how quickly the, the, those gains can kind of go away and how it's probably not uh, going to line up to be in their interest to uh, to make 2018 a real fun year, which is something that I kind of rejected. I don't like that idea. I think that, I, I think that we should demand better uh, because I think there's lots of things that are in place that, uh, you know, they could continue this rebuild that they're basically already in the process of under the hood. Mm-hmm. While having a reasonably competitive team, and while I am not, you know, generally in favor of just, like, striving for mediocrity, this is something you brought up, I think, on Twitter this week about the Houston Astros. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't think that would happen in this market, but I, I, I'm also hopeful that someone at Sportsnet is like, hey, maybe don't, like, sabotage our, our wonderful content that we have. You know, it's one of the last things we can sell. Like, can we please not fuck this up too badly? Uh, so there's mm-hmm. hope. Which is scary that you're hoping, like, like TV executives or who fucking, your, your hope for the team hangs in the balance of a fucking TV executive. Because uh, they're generally, you know, dopes. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it, it, it just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like it has to be that way. 
And maybe that's, uh, I kind of hinted at that in the tweet that I, <laughs> I wrote when I uh, was promoting the piece after I was finished and I posted it was that, you know, it's just somebody who's in a different stage of grief over this fucking team than I am. Like, I'm still at bargaining while they're sort of onto, onto anger. Or I don't even know which direct, you know, which order the, all the five stages of grief go. But, you know, I think that's sort of a process that we're in the middle of a little bit, you know. But, yeah, it doesn't have to it's... be bad next year. It, it could be fine. It should no, be, I mean. They, they should. They, we've talked about this. They, they should try to be good. They should try to be good with players who are movable at the deadline, who can bring back things that can help them try to be good the next year and just keep doing that until all these guys that they're trying to collect in the minors and uh, this this wonderful player development pipeline that they're trying to build, once that really starts to pay off. You know, those two things don't have to be mutually exclusive. I think the word, not, not once that starts to pay off, I think the word is provided that starts to pay off. And... Mm-hmm. It would be obviously it would be awesome to to start counting that money already and be and to think that okay well you can get away with running out a very old very expensive team next year, um, but the, the numbers I'm you know going through your post and, and as you uh, refer to John Shell Shield at um, mm-hmm. at uh, at BP, BP Toronto, Toronto like that's a hundred and forty million dollar team for that looks a lot like the one right now. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be would be bad like this, but it also is a team that's just that old, that's old and plays on a really antiquated surface, and is just. I don't God, know, you got to bring you got to bring the rug into this. You got to bring the fucking rug into this. <laughs> well, the, the injuries happen when, where they happen, right? Like it's it's yeah. like um, uh, in Colorado, there's something like a twenty nine or thirty percent higher instance of soft tissue injuries because of altitude, which could be a lot to blame for some of the things that Troy Tulowitzki went through as a younger guy, but now he's an older guy. And so is, so is uh, Jose Bautista. So there's only so much, you know, getting limber you can do to prevent those kind of soft tissue injuries, but getting hurt on the, or having the turf break you down and hurt your back. If you're a reliever and those guys are shagged balls, which they're always complaining about. That's reality. And again, with a team that's that's as old as this one is, you can't help but be wary of it. And I don't want to advocate for for punting and for trading everyone and for doing terrible things to to as you said, this golden goose that is providing glorious content and big numbers for whomever else, and that is that we as fans are able to extract so much joy from. But at the same time, you, you know, you don't you don't want to be the Astros that the lose fi- 300 the games Phillies? in three years. But you the don't want to be Phillies. the Phillies. Yeah. Don't want to be the Phillies. Don't want to wait. You don't want to wait one or two years too late. Because then you just don't have anything left to trade. You don't have anything left with which to rebuild. If the Phillies are, are have to ha- hope uh, against hope that everything that they get out of that the, the Cole Hamels trade works out. And maybe it will. And, may, or, and maybe the Jays with the new brain trust can do what the old brain trust did, which is find good bargains of veteran players. Because I think that that's going to be a, the next, not money ball, but if you can find the good bargains of the old players, you can be ahead of the game versus ever, or, or keep up to the people who are cranking out these athletic teens. Because if you can't afford athletic teens, then you got to find some good, smart, older dudes, I guess. 
And the Jays have been able to do that. The best player in franchise history is one of those guys. Right? We're okay with that, him being the best player in franchise history. The most- I, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, they, I, don't, I thought they drafted Carlos Delgado. <laughs> hey, at least the Bautista could play a position. <laughs> True. True. Uh, Carlos was a catcher. That lasted a little while. Like a he was day. such a good catcher that they immediately moved him away from that, given an yeah, opportunity. That's right. I don't know. It's we're going to keep having this debate until until it gets decided for us. This is very true. And and I don't know what's going to decide it. Is it are is Aaron Judge going to decide this decided for us? Is is it Aaron Sanchez's blister? Like what's going to be? What's the what's the thing that's going to really push this over? Or is it going to be? the combination of all those things and it's the sight of Ezekiel Carrera and Darwin Barney playing hitting seventh and eighth for three months that's going to be the one that's going to that if anything it's going to be it's going to be that it's going to be like uh, this team of competent ball players is like they're competent but not good heartbreakingly so until <laughs> until you start talking about say Matt Latos getting a fourth start for this fucking team or whatever the hell else is going to happen there. Uh, otherwise, so the Zoobs and I, uh huh, common ballplayer. The Zoobs and I have been like over the last couple of days on Twitter, kind of seemingly going back into the into the oh six oh seven oh eight after as you mentioned, I kind of went on this thing about the Astros and about tanking and about how it's sometimes it's okay to be not mediocre, but if you put out at least a decent product, the the fans are. Uh, maybe a little bit more likely to come back. Uh, I don't. I, I think that may have been a bit of an oversimplification on my part. There was an interesting thing on Fangraphs today, looking at attendance numbers and how the Royals' attendance. So the Royals made it the World Series one year, and then won the World Series the next year. And then they were bad last year, and now they're terrible because of the Royals. And the fans are done. Like their attendance numbers are way down. Obviously, there's a lot of different factors that that, that play, but but anyway, we went. We were back looking at the old those old Blue Jay teams and like. Some of the names of the guys that that came out of there, we're getting back. We're gonna get back to those bad old days, aren't we? I can't wait. <laughs> there can't is wait a certain <laughs> there's a certain romance to it. I can't deny that too. Where it was like, I don't know, <laughs> where where I could do my thing writing about the team and talking about, and no one gave a shit. <laughs> it was just like the people who gave a shit were. Uh, you know, we're there along with you. We're we're ready for the bad old days and not all these fucking braying morons. Uh, <laughs> we're just there to, we're just there, you know, because they get fucking endorphin releases in their fucking pea brains every time the team, they, you know, the, the clothes they like win a game. You know, it's, uh, uh, I, that's obviously ridiculous <laughs> and an oversimplification, but like, uh, it, yeah, it, it, the, the bad old days, there's a charm to them. I don't. I suspect that we can never really go back to the bad old days uh, in, in more sense than Oh, we can go one, back to but, the bad old days. Well, yeah, I think the team can be bad again. I don't think it will be as, like, uh, <laughs> as appealing as it seems right now. Or, you know, I think kind of looking back through nostalgia make, makes you forget, you know, 140 of the games every year that you saw that were just a fucking nightmare. Um, but, the thing, but that's just it. The teams, those teams specifically, if you're talking about like the Vernon Wells, Troy Gloss, 
Scott Rowland, Roy Halladay teams, they were never that bad. They were always good. They won. That one team won 87 games, and they won 86 games. And then you get, then they were, there was a couple of years where they were bad. And then you get into like the, the 2013, like a, the Josh Johnson and R.A. Dickey and Ricky Romero, like the Ricky Romero and Brandon Morrow teams. Those teams weren't great, but there's always something to to take from it, right? Like, oh, yeah, maybe maybe Brandon Morrow's going to strike out 17 guys today. Maybe he's going to walk 12. Like, we you never know. Uh, they don't. There's no uh, other than Francisco Liriano. He's like the, that guy again now. But uh, it's it, it. I think it it'll be hard to go back. Obviously, to the to what could it, it would be hard to go back should the bad old days return. Nobody wants to go back there. No one wants to experience that again. But, but it's sometimes you sometimes you have a packed house cheering walk up home runs. Another time you're hoping for John McDonald to steal somebody's job. That's kind of <laughs> that's kind of the way it works these days. But like I said, you know, it, it, they shouldn't they shouldn't have they should at least you know we've talked about this a lot the Red Sox model and I wrote about it in that piece today about the 2013 Red Sox and how they, you know, they just try they, they I, I don't know how they they obviously weren't attempting to be a juggernaut when they went out and sh- signed fucking Shane Victorino and Stephen Drew and Mike Napoli you know they they were just like we got to be we got to put a product on the field here we got to be competitive and obviously they had some good homegrown players and players that were still there, but, uh, you know, just the, the notion that, Hey, we'll, we'll try this. And then if it doesn't work out, we'll be able to move these guys and, and, and continue to build in the other, and, you know, underneath all of this, uh, I find that that's very appealing to me that because it would mean that, you know, there's at least some sort of expectation. They don't have to sell me too much false hope, but at least there's, Especially in the the second wild card era that we are in, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot to be a contender. You know, if you're a 500 team, uh, it doesn't take too many breaks to to get you into like, oh man, they could really do it kind of territory. Uh, so you should, I, I don't know, I, the, the whole the massive tear downy real bad days thing. I don't, you know, that's sort of the when Anthopolis took over was like 2010, 2011. Those those I don't think are gonna going to come back i hope that they don't even go back to the I, I they probably can't just because of uh the disparity between payrolls i think are, are not the same i was looking actually earlier today at uh, at some like mid-2000s payroll data and it was on, on bp's uh uh like bp slash con, uh, compensation they have graphs and mm-hmm, i forget which mm-hmm. year it was it was like 2005 or 6 or something like that but like the yankees just towering over everyone they had like a you know, $190 million payroll when the Jays were running a $45 million payroll. I mean, there's at least uh, maybe a little bit more honesty, uh, a little more openness about how much revenue is in the game, and, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that they're making more than they say, but uh, teams can't hide from the fact that they get, you know, $70 million from uh, MLB, basically from the TV deals right before the you know, before they set foot on the field. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I think... You know that because that was really what characterized, I guess, I'm rambling, but that's what characterized those years, right? Was that they were decent teams, and they were teams that in other eras and in other divisions would have, you know, had legitimate chances, and they were just sort of snuffed out by the fact that the Yankees were paying so much money, and then the Red Sox in in their, you know, war with the Yankees ended up paying a lot of money too, and instead of just throwing money at it, uh, you know, got pretty fucking smart about it. Not that the Yankees aren't, but 
that was sort of the way that they built that team. And the 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 Jays were left in the dust. And then, of course, the Rays came along. We all know the fucking story. Uh, so, yeah, there, at least hopefully it won't be like that if things get bad. But I, what I'm also saying is don't let it get bad. Pay some fucking money. You make a ton of money. Like, for fuck's sakes, Rogers. It's scandalous, really. Look at how much wealth is concentrated around that stadium. Like... You know, tap into it. No, it's true. Pay some players. Be good. I, like for fuck's sakes, just be good. It's not that fucking hard to try. Stop hiding. I feel behind. like sh- like I, we don't want to. We don't want to invest these extra twenty million dollars because the return on investment isn't going to be quite as good as if we don't. But we're only going to you know we're only going to pay have a payroll of one hundred and thirty million, and then our return on investments. It's like fuck off. It's, it's so short short sighted is what it is. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I just can't help we'll but see. think about about the, but what it means for this season and and, yeah. and then next season, um, where I mean, what if what if Jose Bautista doesn't opt out? Like if if Jose Bautista re- remains in his contract, or is it a mutual option? It's I, mutual. I, I don't wanna... yeah. Oh, it's mutual. That's, so that ain't, if if yeah, he's, he's so gonna... bad that the Jays could could decline his option and pay him some extra money, but like, I just think that they're. I think that the the decisions that they have to make are very um, delicate um, if, with with Estrada or or Hap or Bautista or whoever else and and Donaldson like that. It's any one of those decisions could really like send them down a very regrettable path. And it, again, so I mean, even even if the next six weeks don't necessarily aren't, aren't aren't to save this season i think that that maybe the next six weeks could have a big impact on how, how what 2018 looks like um in terms of okay well are we gonna are we gonna keep this this core together for one more go even though we know that we had not acknowledged this is a bit of a lost season or or is it gonna be well we we need to like this is because of this dead spot or this this is who is this this piece if it's Tulowitzki or Martin or somebody where they're like okay well we have to kind of address this or or if they again the, the nuclear option which I think is is Donaldson but uh, I don't know it's 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 no fun it's no fun to, to be watching a bad team it's no fun to watching a team that's 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 again overextended and losing winnable games and, and not getting blown out and like it's that's right there. But at the same time, it's not like 2015 where, when that team was middling and hanging around 500, and you could see that obviously something was going to happen. I don't get the same feeling with this team, and I, I hope that, I hope that I'm wrong, and I hope that they, that they're, that the team at full strength looks like a looks like a contender for the sheer reason of just watching them play every day is a lot more fun than watching the Chris Coglins of the world, and and <laughs> I don't want to think about 2018. I don't want to think about payroll. You know implications and yeah. and and cal- you know like you having to calculate like oh well maybe they'll be making forty million like this guy will be making this and I just want to be able to watch a good team and not have to worry about who's going to be getting hugged in the dugout in the middle of July. Is that so wrong? It's not. I didn't think so. I think it's wrong for us to continue on. I think we should we need to shut her down. Uh, you mean this episode or just in general? Because I don't think it's quite that bad that we have to shut down episodes in general. This one, yeah. We, we have to shut down this. Break. Not yet. 
Not yet. Because then, again, we, we, we are in limbo just like the team is in limbo. The team is... Uh, you know, losing and trying to figure out a way to win. We're trying to figure out a way to make compelling, tell, tell compelling stories. And if we can't quite all the way transition into rosterbation stories and, and trade baitery and being like, what if we build the package around Alex Bregman? Um, then what are we doing? Then we're just being like, well, they lost. That was unfortunate. Uh, because, and because I think if anything, a very veteran, team is also kind of like analysis proof it's not like we can get in like break down like oh what's going on with this it's like yeah justice smoke sucks hey he's, <laughs> he's okay for now darwin barney kind of sucks chris coglin uh, he jumped over the catcher that one time that was cool and Still otherwise sucks. he sucks yeah so uh, i want to i want i don't want to be in limbo i need to to move on so that's it let's move on you got anything else no Nothing. Anything you need off your chest? No, I don't think so. You did a good job unloading on the mouth breathers or the those who <laughs> was it a pheromone? Is that what yeah, you, endorphins? <laughs> endorphins. Endorphins, right? The endorphin rush that comes from watching. That's all they're in it for. Uh, they want those clothes to win a game for them. Just get those sweet endorphins released. Chasing that dragon. Can you blame them? I cannot. Eh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been another uplifting, life-affirming episode of Counting Roger's Money <laughs> and, uh, and, and playing GM, which is really what brings, it's what brings the fans out. It's what drives engagement, to um, use the parlance of our times. But that's it. We'll talk to you again next week, presumably. The Blue Jays are in Tampa Bay, where they often win games, but sometimes lose them, too. Quite often lose um, them, which yeah. They do often lose them. But they, I think they, they've sort of turned the tide on that House of Horrors represent, or, uh, uh, reputation that they had earned there at Tropicana. Well, give it about three fucking days, and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, for, for Andrew Stoughton... My name is Drew Fairservice. We'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day.